Hello screeners, Alan here. This is a disclaimer. Essentially, it's an apology because the audio that you're going to hear in this week's episode is not the best audio quality that you have heard or gotten used to hearing on this show. Hod Solo and I strive so much to make sure you get the best quality every single week. But this week we had a major technical issue and we had to rely on the audio from our GoPros to ensure that you get an episode this week. So we hope that you bear with us, you forgive us this one time, and join in the conversation as always. We love you guys so much. We appreciate your presence every week. So without much further ado, here is this week's episode of Script to Screen News Hour. And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. Episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and we're back after taking a small break uh, last week. We brought you a brand new episode, uh, actually, the first ever episode of Script to Score, uh, which we hope you guys enjoyed. We did receive some really good feedback from uh, a lot of you. Um, so we're back today, and so much has happened over the past uh, uh, week. So much news, so many new developments, so many new movies. Um, so this is essentially, in, in a lot of ways, this is going to be our catching up episode. The episode where we catch up on as much news as possible, because like I said, so much has happened uh, over the past week. Uh, some good news, some... Uh, news and I don't even know what meal means but um, uh, so I can't be talking about this alone as usual so join me in welcoming the solo to my Chewbacca Hot Solo hello how are you I'm, I'm back from the German yes so one of the biggest reasons we, we <laughs> brought our fans the first episode of Script to Score was because you were not in town no no I was in Germany ah, it's a nice place yeah. the worst, worst accent ever no, it's, not, it's actually not bad <laughs> What do you think, listeners? Let us know. <laughs> yes, let us know. Um, so, I, you were in Germany. I didn't want to come and do the show alone because that would just not be cool. That would feel very different. Yeah, you'd feel lonely. I would feel very, very, very lonely. Um, so, we, again, jam-packed this episode full of so much news. Yep. But before we start with all that, let's discuss the, the movie, movie of, of the week. week. Um, I can't believe we did that in sync. That, that was, was pretty, that, that was pretty dope. Because you know um, we are uh, we are uh, yeah you know what, what we, I'm going uh, for. We are Venom. much better than the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So uh, earlier this week, Ahad and I got a chance to see uh, Sony's entry into the Ultimate Spider-Man. But Spider-Man-less universe. Spider-Man-less universe, unless it's animated in a different universe. Oh my god, it's so confusing. Um, so we got to see Venom. Yeah. And, uh... I'm telling you... Ah, I'm not going. That, that, that sums it up. Ah. Um, so what do you think? What did I think? Where do I begin? Um, Alright, so initially, before the movie ever came out, I had an issue with the whole... Venom without a Spider-Man. I think we all have that because problem. because it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Because in the comics, Venom becomes Venom because of Spider-Man. Eddie Brock yeah. and Venom, uh, the the symbiotes fuse together because of their hate for Spider-Man. Right. And right. So in the movie, they try to do something different. It does not. It doesn't work. So that was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it was just not wrong. It, it's not R-rated. Venom is very gory. It's very bloody. It's a PG-13 movie, so 
it, it could have been saved maybe with that. No, yeah. no, they didn't save it with that. No. Uh, right. the, the story was all over the place. The, as usual, you have the corporate bad guy yeah, with yeah, that motive I mean, and the girlfriend. And, and look, the whole movie was built on cliches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just. It wasn't built on symbiotes. It was built on cliches. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what it was. Um, uh, none of the characters had any depth. Mm -hmm. Not even Eddie Brock, mm -hmm. who I would think would should have had yeah. a lot more depth. Um, totally, this movie was completely off. You True. didn't know if it was a dark horror thriller or if it was a comedy yeah. or an, an action comedy with slapstick moments. Mm -hmm. You know, like the uh, uh, you know yeah. raising and lowering of the hands yeah. and the and the you know like and and then at one point that you know when when um, Eddie Brock first returns home, he looks into the mirror and Venom scares him and and Tom Hardy just squeals like a girl. And like, he falls into the bathtub. Falls into the bathtub and. I don't, I just, I don't, under, I just could not get it. There's a huge uh, problem or disconnect in the, in the, you know, reception of this movie. Yep. I didn't know what I was watching. Um, did I chuckle in a few moments? Yeah, I chuckled, but I don't know if I was chuckling with the movie or at the movie. And, and I think that's very problematic. Yep. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly that this film should have been rated R. Um, it, it shouldn't have been PG-13. I think uh, Sony making it PG-13 to, and I, they, there was a statement somewhere that basically said that Sony was trying to make it PG-13 so that it matches the Spider-Man of the MCU universe's rating. And I'm like, but you have nothing to do with the MCU. You're not even close to the MCU because you're your own little bubble thing. So I don't understand. I think that's a that's a ridiculous uh, reasoning or, or or excuse. I think this was a cop out. I think they were afraid because they did shoot an R rated an R rated version, version and you can feel that and you, exactly. And then that that's where I feel like there's a disconnect in yeah. the tone um, because uh, even according to Tom Hardy, he said that uh, all of his favorite scenes yeah. from Venom About were taken out of the movie. Thirty to forty minutes. Thirty to forty minutes were taken out of the movie. So. I, this is just, it's just very disappointing. Yeah. I, you'd expect things like this to happen in the DC universe, not here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not MCU. It's this, it's Sony's Marvel universe and they've had issues for a while. Yeah. Since the second Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 onwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, would, you, you would think they would have learned from the Amazing no. Spider-Man 2, but they brought in the same writers. But, but you know, here's, here's something interesting, by the way, this film, uh, leaving the movie, I had long conversations with different people, and you do have a number of people who thoroughly enjoyed this film. Yeah, yeah, but big time. It's, I know that the group of people that we were sitting uh, that were sitting around us all loved it. They, they loved it, and then yeah. we had the conversation of why they liked it and why not. And to them, it was a fun action kind of flick, which to an extent it could be. But for me, a person, and I, I assume for you, who love comic book movies and who has been. Uh, who has a certain standard, like the, the Avengers or uh, Captain America or, or all the, the the majority of the MCU movies are of a certain caliber, and you cannot expect but fine superhero movie. It's a movie. It's a fine movie. Yeah, and yeah. this failed at that. It, it did. It did. Um, some of the effects were also a little off. Yeah. Uh, the, the the fight sequence at the end of the film between. Uh, 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 Venom and Riot, Riot um, is just horrible. Yep. It's dark, and where they're fighting, it's all like browns and grays and blacks, mm -hmm. and they're brown and gray and black, and so you, you couldn't tell which was Venom and which was Riot and who was where and who was what. And, so disorienting, like I'm afraid people had seizures up front, you know what I mean? Maybe. Like the, the, those people sitting up front, like, what were you watching? Yeah. What were you watching? And, and that, that scene was so slow, that's so short. Yes! The, the, the bike scene, uh, the was chase scene too was long. too long and this was way too short. Right, and then the opening of the film, the first act was uh, way too short. Yeah. Because it, like, it went from him being whatever to him losing everything in a matter of 30 seconds. And then you jump six months later and you're like, what is happening? It's just like a lot of stuff. We're like bombarded with so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this is because of the fact that 
it was supposed to be something, and then it was trimmed down, and they were trying to salvage whatever they had left to make a movie work. I think everything was working against this film. Yeah. And any opportunity they had to make it work, they never took it. But I mean, if you want to go and, and be entertained for a couple of hours yeah. and laugh at ridiculousness, go for it. Yeah, a lot of people are calling it like early 2000s, 2000s early 90s kind of comic book Yes, movies. yes, yes. And for me, like it has the feel of like yeah. Batman and Robin yeah. and like, you but, know. But for me, that's outdated. I yeah. mean, I've, I've been used to much better quality movies. Yeah, especially with dark, gritty characters like that. Like, he would have, like, some depth, man. I was like, just some, because the cast is so good. You've got Riz Ahmed, yeah. who's, who's amazing. But in this movie. In this movie, he's no. like, I mean, whatever. You've got Michelle Williams. Also. Who's also a seasoned actress who delivers some of the most ridiculous, over-the-top lines that even in a Lebanese television series yeah. you don't hear. Like, that's the level of dialogue that we were listening to. So much exposition was in the dialogue. You were being force-fed everything, like... You know, if, if I, I, there was no mystery left. If, if I want to give it like a positive kind of look at it, I did enjoy Venom and uh, Eddie's bickering. Yes, and arguments. Fine. That was that was fun. That was nice. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. For us, for yeah. Me. yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I mean, you can get that kind of you can get that kind of bickering and bantering from like television shows. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know the lethal weapon and and the, you know like the. Good cop, bad cop, yeah. kind of is, you know. Uh, it, it's it's disappointing though, because look, I think it's gonna make enough money to have a sequel, but after the hopefully, sequel, hopefully this maybe they'll learn. Maybe, but I think it'll it, it will follow the same path as the Amazing Spider-Man. It'll be it'll do well with the first one, second one not so well. Not so well. And maybe just maybe away. just Marvel Studios will swoop in and kind of share custody. Of these characters, and the problem is with the Sony universe is there movies left and right coming of these bad guys who are anti-heroes. It doesn't work all the time. They can't just keep yeah. on using this formula. They they need the, the good guy, the hero, which is yeah. Spider-Man in this case, and and see what they can do with yeah. it. And they totally, to I mean, yeah. Anyway, if you go and watch this film, which can be seen in across all of Lebanese yep. cinemas, you can see it in. Um, Box, Grants, and Mesk, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's playing in 40X. I'm not sure. It could be fun in 40X. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps a lot of kids, you know, the action sequence and all that stuff, um, which, you know, 40X is in box. You can see it. Uh, make sure you stay post the credits because there are two secret scenes post the credits. Mm -hmm. One of them way more worth it than the other. Yeah. The, uh, the, the last one. The last one is way worth it, or way more worth it than the other. So, so what's uh, happening? What's going on? What is not going on? There's, there's so much. There's so much we want to cover today on, on this episode, just so that we are not delayed, yeah. <laughs> so that we're not completely behind uh, in the world of movies and TV. Um, so we're going to start off with the um, not-so-great news. I mean, depends on how you look at it. It's all about your perspective. True. Um, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll start off with um, Lucasfilm. Yep and uh, the Star Wars universe. So um, at some point last week, uh, or late the week before that, we got word that um, Kathleen Kennedy, the current president of Lucasfilms, just got renewed for three more years. Yep. The soap opera continues. The space soap opera. <laughs> the space soap opera continues. Um, I, honest, I honestly don't know what to think about this. Um, look, the woman's done a lot of good work. I, I, I cannot deny the, 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 her, her CV. Uh, I cannot deny her uh, archive of work. Yep. Um, I cannot deny how much she's produced, how much she's been in the industry. I cannot deny her experience. However, what I can deny is that she was never in a position of power when she did this. She was a producer. Mm -hmm. um, now she's the president of a company. Uh, a company that relies on its fan base, and its fan base is extremely fractured. And she's clearly not 100% making the right decisions here. Um, again, all about her perspective. My perspective is not so many great decisions here. Um, but Disney and Bob Iger decided to renew her 
contract until 2021. Yeah. So we're essentially we're stuck with Kathleen Kennedy for another three years of slowed down Star Wars content, mm-hmm. which we're going to tackle that yeah. in just a second. Um, so, so okay. So I've your been, thoughts. I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. I'm very honest. Go for it. And I think it's okay if we bicker. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll go. we can we can be venom. Yeah, Eddie no. Brock. <laughs> uh, I'll leave venom in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Kathleen Kennedy. Oh my God, who's coming? <laughs> uh, so, so I think we're over blaming Kathleen Kennedy. If you look at what she's done in terms of Star Wars recently, I think with the exception of Solo. All her movies were successful. Yes, some were divisive. Mm-hmm. If you look at The Force Awakens, it did well. Uh-huh. The majority of fans liked it. We had the whole story of maybe it's a repeat of the new role. Right, right, song. right. And then you had Rogue One. Which a lot of people love. Yep. Uh, again, including me. I adored that movie. Then you had The Last Jedi. Right. Titanic hitting Iceberg. I, I love The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people did. I'm not, was, again, we've again, had this yeah, discussion. Yeah, it's not that I it was very like divisive it. for yeah, people. Exactly. Again. That's why I said Titanic hitting Iceberg. I think the big issue was Solo. Divisive. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the big issue was Solo. Solo yes. was Solo flopped, and yes. for, for I think all the right reasons. Now, I think they, 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 when they bought the rights to Lucasfilm, and it wasn't her who bought the rights, it's this one. I think they're like, okay, we want to replicate the Marvel formula. Right. We want to. Uh, Duplicate that in terms of money, in terms of return. So let's pop a movie every year. Let's. Right. Uh, so now we've switched into we've like merged yeah. both Kathleen Topics. and the, exactly the because I don't think you can talk right. about one without talking about the other. They're kind of symbiotic. Exactly, very venomous. Very venomous. <laughs> so, so I think the lady is doing what she can. I think people are just being too harsh today online. People are being too toxic. Yeah. People are being pissed off at the slightest and smallest thing possible. And I think people just have to let loose and enjoy these movies and not be so critical. Uh, I think it's gone a bit too much. Let's give her some time. I'm very happy that they've slowed down the pace. Yeah, so, so let's, jump, let's jump to that. Yeah. So um, with the slowing down of the pace mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, the, the horrible disappointment of um, Solo yeah. uh, in, in the box office, um, Bob Iger had an interview with... Um, uh, Hollywood Reporter, in which they did uh, uh, tackle that, um, and Bob Iger took the blame. Yeah. Like he's taken the bullet, yeah. um, which, again, although I don't think he is the only one to blame here. Like you said, sure. it's very symbiotic. Sure. Um, I have to, I have to tip my hat to him. Yeah. I mean, that's a very bold, chivalrous move. Um, for you to take the blame and say that it's your fault. So here's the official statement. I'm going to read it real quick. So Bob Iger, in the interview of the Hollywood Reporter, said, I made the timing decision, and as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much too fast. You can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. J.J. Abrams is busy making episode 9. We have creative entities, including uh, the Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who are developing sagas of their own sagas. Yep. That's an interesting terminology here. Um, not trilogies, not whatever. It's a saga. So we're are we going back to chapters? Are we going back to episodes? Could be. Uh, except they're not Skywalker-related. Truth. Um, so sagas are their own which we haven't been specific about, and we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after JJ's. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing. Mm-hmm. The buck stops here on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, very right. Right. I, I, I do... Look, even with the Marvel formula, even though it has worked, there's something about the anticipation for movies that is exciting. And, uh, you know, because we get like three or four Marvel films at a time, there is no anticipation. Like the thing that you're anticipating is the, like the Avengers movies, like those you anticipate. Um, Whereas Star Wars, you used to have to wait two years, three years for a Star Wars movie to come out. Look at the the gap between the Lord of the Rings movies or the gap between the Harry Potter movies. You have to wait. And then when when that wait exists, fans get excited, hype builds. And they do it right. Yes. They have their time yes. to do everything. I mean, Absolutely. I'll give you a very silly example, but the first Transformers is a movie I actually enjoyed. And I believe they took their time to do it. And so right. And then 
Right. When they saw the big dollar signs, they're like, okay, let's pop one next year, and then next year, and then next year. And it just kept deteriorating yep. in quality. And 100%. I think that's the problem with what they did they, they did with Star Wars. They, right. they saw big dollar signs left and right, and they're like, okay, let's make these Star Wars movies every year, every now and then. No more anticipation, no more uh, thinking, no more strategy, and, and go with it. Yep. And if you go back, if I believe, to the early Marvel years, the yeah. MCU years, it wasn't as packed yeah, as then, now. Yeah, yeah. It was, they took their time with the first Iron Man, and then they did... Uh, Incredible Hulk, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and then after that they did another. But they but took the, their time, yeah, and the, the time gap was shrinking yeah. every year. Once they got the hang of it, right, and once they were very familiar with these characters and they knew what the fans wanted, then it became easy. And I think this is this is why I don't think the slowing down thing with Star Wars is going to last like long, long. I think what what they're trying to do here is they're trying to regroup. They're trying to think things through. They're trying to really see what they should do here. And I think it's been made very clear from the fans that our legacy characters, those characters that we grew up loving, we don't want people touching them anymore. You know what I mean? This is, I think, why they've shelved Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, because they're just like, you know what? Let's not do this. Okay, and I agree with them. As much as I would love to see an Obi Wan Kenobi movie or trilogy, I would much rather we don't yep. because I don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get another solo. Yeah, and I don't want Obi Wan to go down the drain. You're, you're I don't want Obi Wan right to be Obi Gone. <laughs> nice. You know. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather they they they, they slow things down. Um, what's not slowing down, however, is John Favreau's live action series, yeah, that, that's which uh, which dope. looks really really fun. Um, it, it's got this like very western feel to it, mm -hmm. which is exciting because that's technically what um, Lucas thought of Star Wars. You know, like a, like yeah. a space opera western, exactly. you know, space spaghetti western, spaghetti western, spaghetti western exactly. type thing. So uh, John Favreau released the synopsis. For the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. How awesome is that title? It's super cool. Like it's super cool, yeah. man. It's such a cool title. Is he Armenian? Mandalorian? No. Okay, sorry. Tomorrow. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the synopsis. So after the stories of Django and Boba Fett, mm -hmm. another warrior emerged in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. The first season will comprise of eight episodes, with Favreau on as a writer and an executive producer, but he's not the only big name yeah, here attached to, this, attached to this um, to this series, which is very exciting. Very interesting. So, uh, first and foremost, Dave Filoni. Yeah. The Lord of uh, Star Wars. Is, is it the first time he tackles something live, live action? Live action. Yeah. So, so for anybody that, that's uh, out there that doesn't know, Dave Filoni is the uh, is basically worked with Lucas very closely during the the Clone Wars animated series. Mm -hmm. Once Lucas kind of stepped back, Filoni took over for the animating uh, animated department. Mm -hmm. He um, basically was the showrunner for uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, and is probably for me one of the best Star Wars storytellers currently uh, in Lucas. Present, yeah. Um, and, and it makes me so happy that he's directing a pilot uh, and with rumors to return for a few other episodes. But he's not the only name that is kind of exciting yeah. to get into the, the Star Wars universe. How about you talk about the one that I think you're excited about the most? Yeah, Taika. Yeah. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Mr. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. Director, I think. I'm actually curious to see what he's gonna do. What what that episode is gonna contain? Is it gonna be a bit more humorous? A bit no, I don't know. But uh, I I really want to see what he can do with Star Wars uh, characters. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think he he's fresh. I think he's uh, original. I think he does need to tone down the humor a bit, just a bit. Yeah. But uh, but, I mean, but, but it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun, and I'm very excited about the show in general. Me too. John, John Favreau himself, if you think about it. Kicked off the MCU. Yeah, 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 he's 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 a big Star Wars nerd. Yeah, and he's kicking. He kicked off. Yeah, he didn't kick off, but he made uh, the whole Disney live action thing right uh, super popular. Right. So this guy, you know, he has a touch. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. 
And uh, I like the fact that we're looking at uh, uh, The Mandalorians, yeah. honestly. Uh, so if you haven't seen the animated series, The Clone Wars, uh, The Mandalorians, it's like a, it's a culture that exists in the Star Wars universe that is very tribal. I see them as like the biker gangs of the Star Wars universe uh, because you've got Death Watch, you've got... Uh, um, You've got a few other names that I can't, I can't think of. So there's like, they're tribal. They're very tribal. Right. So it's very nice to see that they're going to be live, like a live action version of them. Um, there are rumors regarding one of the characters from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Her, her name is Sabine. That she might possibly be that first animation to live action transitional, you know, like, uh, or merger, if you will, crossover yes. uh, type thing, which is kind of exciting. Some other directors' names, Bryce Dallas Howard. Very interesting. Who's Ron Howard's daughter. But also, we've got uh, um, Rick Famo, uh, Famuyiwa and uh, Jessica Jones and Mr. Robot, Robot director Deborah Chow are also going to be behind uh, some episodes. So, I mean, that's an A-list group of people. Very eclectic, very diverse. Uh, very different. In terms um, of tone, yep. So, I, I'm, I mean, hey, look, uh, I'm excited for this. I, I'm hoping that, it, that it's taken in in the right direction um i you know it, it excites me whenever stuff like this happens because i kind of want to see how whatever's happening within the galaxy affects this yep and i, I really hope that this is taken into consideration I think that so. it's not that it's just going to be its own bubble somewhere that you know like rumors or like name drops you know like first order or the empire or you know so we'll hear someone talking about skywalker I mean, or vader I mean, or, let's look at this they could have done it at any point in time in the galaxy they chose to do it between in the, I mean that yeah so I think obviously it's going to be linked to uh, the whole uh, empire and the whole new order there's going to be like reasons for why this happened and why that happened and time I really hope so I really so I hope think so, so. Yeah. I really hope so because I mean that that would be very exciting to kind of maybe get us all united and, and, and loving yeah. Star Wars non-toxic Without toxicity. Without toxicity. So yeah. Without toxicity. Without toxicity. So we need to stop this episode. This episode has been we have another massive trailer that we want to talk about a little later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Uh, but we want to talk about these uh, four trailers uh, really quick, which I have to be honest, there's one of them I did not see, but I'm hoping that you did, uh, so that way you can kind yeah, of talk about I, it. Yeah, I think I've seen all of these. Okay, um, so let's let's uh, start off really quickly with the uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer. What did you think? I don't know what I thought, because it felt very déjà vu. The Last Stand. Yes, exactly. Part right? Of the, yeah. Uh, it was part that and it, it confused the hell out of me. I don't know what to expect from this movie. It's had so many problems production-wise, delays and so on with the merger now, Disney coming. I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. I'm, I'm, really very, I'm very nervous about it because um, aside from uh, 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 Apocalypse, which a lot of people hated, I didn't hate that much. I kind of enjoyed Apocalypse, honestly. Oh, I did not like it. Ooh, I see. Okay, okay. we got one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I yeah. mean, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like the best X Men movie, but I didn't hate it as much as as, as people did. But um, you know, you got you had X Men First Class, which was awesome. You had yeah. Days of Future Past, which was really, wow. really, really good. Um, and then you had uh, Apocalypse, which was a dip. Um, but I really don't want it to fizzle out again. Like I love the X Men. Why can't they just get it? <laughs> Why can't they do it right? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if this is going to be the last one before there's an integration with the whole uh, MCU. Oh, I'm definitely certain that it's the last so, one before So the hopefully, well, if that's the last one, I think I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what will happen once they integrate. Um, but I really did not want to rehash on the last stand. Why can't they get the whole space thing from Dark Phoenix? Like, why can't we do it the way it was? Well, in the maybe they, there is, there is, there is a shot of there is a one shot, shot of the of the space, and then there's another shot so of the fire and and the fetal position. So I mean, I don't know, but I I am very nervous about yeah. this movie. I'll just put it out there. All right, I'm extremely nervous about it. I don't know what to expect. Uh, even though I love the cast, and uh, yeah, yep. that's it for Dark Phoenix. Next one, Rocket Man. 
That was that was fun. That was a fun trailer. I actually enjoyed it. I am I am I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm an Elton John fan. I'm a big Elton John fan. I love Elton John. I watched him in concert last December. Oh, I've never seen him in concert. He was phenomenal. I like his songs. I like I like some of his music. Um, I think he's a, he's a yeah. he's a great performer. He has an interesting personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting yeah. personality, and I think the um, the trailer definitely shows it. Um, the trailer definitely shows it. Uh, it's colorful. It's fun. I had a smile on my face looking yeah. at it. So I, hey, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the the actor that's playing it, great choice. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I can never get his name Ansel, right. No. No, it's it's the Tiger Kingsman on. guy. Yeah, Tiger. No. It's, There's two or three guys which are very identical. Yeah, yeah. And their names are very close. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's the guy from Kingsman. The old, yeah. He's also playing Robin Hood. Uh, which we don't want to talk about. No, no, no. But yeah. yeah, but no. It's, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. It's yeah. going to be like I, I like that it's based on a true fantasy story. Yes, so, but yes, based on a yes, true story, yes. so I think it's going to be kind of such an Elton John thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, such an Elton John Elton, thing. Yeah. Freaking Elton. Um, next up, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah, that's the one you haven't watched. No, I didn't see that. One. Okay, I I liked it. Yeah. I, I kind of I was found very it nervous about it. Yeah. I was like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like fried out on Transformers, and then I saw it, and I'm like, hey. Yeah, but again, I think they took they're fine with this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I like that it's it's a period piece in a way because exactly. it's set in like the eighties or 90s. the eighties or the nineties, which is kind of fun. And uh, Bumblebee even, is even, Bumblebee's yeah. a beetle again, like in the in the, the original Transformers. The Bumblebee is a, is a beetle. Optimus Prime has a very retro yeah. look. And there's um, there's one of the guys I forgot his name, but he has like on his chest uh, something c- pops up pops out like a cat or uh, 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 and that was in the cartoons when I used to watch it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. reminded it really reminded me of my childhood watching Transformers. Yeah, um, so it, it looks fun. I like uh, the lead, uh, Haley Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, she's she's a she's a good actress, yeah. and I think it's a very smart thing. She's got that very like warm, kind face, so very, yeah, it really true. works. Very charismatic. Um, it should be fun. I'm I'm, I'm 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 actually because okay, I've talked about this before. I like John w, Cena. Yeah, John Cena. I think John Cena. He has kind of. I think he's a bad guy or like. Yeah, kind of, yeah So yeah. that's interesting. He's never really done that before in the movies. So. And isn't this the first Transformers that's not Michael Bay? Yes, it, this is Travis Knight. Yeah, we talked about him, I believe, two weeks ago. Uh, he directed Kubo and the Two Screens. Right, right. So right. also that's an added value yes. to the film. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm kind of excited about that one. That one excites me. And finally, Watson and Holmes, which is the one I didn't watch. Yeah, I watched. It. I, look, I, look, I, I, I don't like both. I know, I know. I, know. I, I like both. Oh, okay, I now I know what list I can. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I, I really like. I do like his silliness and his. Uh, Improvisation, and I do love the combo of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. They're they're a lot of fun together. Yeah, it's goofy, it's silly, it's a new take on Sherlock Holmes. I think I think it'll be a fun movie. I laughed yeah, a lot it's a in the silly trailer. Take on Sherlock Holmes. Why not? Why not? Because it's Sherlock. But no, no, no uh, Sherlock, and there's a joke about that in the trailer, and it's really funny. And you have to look at these movies for what they are. They're just fun, and it's a new take on Sherlock Holmes. We've seen we've seen a mouse. Be Sherlock Holmes uh, in Disney, Disney. Yeah, so why not? Why not Will Ferrell? Why not? Because even the mouse took itself seriously. It doesn't have to be always that serious. It can like, have fun with it. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle probably rolling in his grave, or maybe laughing. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on from the trailers. There's a quick trailer. I just want to ask you if you watch. Did you watch the Laurel, Laurel and Hardy trailer? Yes. That one looks. Stand and nice. Ollie. Yeah, Stand and Ollie. Yeah, that looks I did really see nice. that, and that looks. Amazing! I'm really gonna cry watching this movie. Uh, Okay, so moving on, we are almost going. We are almost living in a a post Game of Thrones world. Yes. Uh, The final season airs uh, next April, Mm -hmm. uh, 2019. So of course, all forms of production companies want to create fantasy TV shows to grab your attention. Uh, Amazon is creating the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, HBO immediately jumped on and was like, prequels, Game of Thrones prequels. Um, and now we get more word that more fantasy genre is going to be uh, uh, taking over. Yep. Uh, Netflix recently announced that it has purchased all the rights of the Chronicles of Narnia. Yep. So not only are we getting films, but we're also getting series, yep. which is interesting. Um, 
the only annoying thing out of this whole thing is that they're not rebooting it. They're kind of they're 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 doing a soft reboot reboot with um with the the what is it the silver chair I think it's called. But the silver chair is essentially like I think that's the last book in the series if I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm not sure. I, I... Um, yeah, the silver chair is the last one in the in the, in the in, uh, it's the last book. So I don't understand. So they're finishing off the movie series that they started, and then they're kind of do a new thing with it. I don't know what's going on, but it's exciting because I love that world. So I love the world of C.S. Lewis. Um, I grew up on it. Uh, um, I, I've read the books. So, I mean, it's very exciting for me. I think if someone can do this show justice, it'll be Netflix. Oh, yeah. I think if someone can go creative and have fun with it and make it relevant, I think it's them. Dragon Prince, anyone? Dragon Prince? <laughs> Dragon Prince? <laughs> um, almost done with it, by the way. Uh, so good. Um, so, yeah, so this is exciting. So, uh, Netflix will adapt Narnia into a mix of films and TV series. Yeah. Uh, there isn't any info yet, but we just know that this is currently uh, uh, happening. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the uh, one of the bigger things that's happening. The other one is that Amazon is official. I mean, it was rumored before, but now it's 100% official. Uh, uh, Amazon is going to be uh, uh, producing or adapting Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time fantasy series. I don't know why I'm so excited. I've never read the books. Yeah, but I've never heard about it until I read the book. Yeah. Um, so, no, but, but it has. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. Um, but it has a huge fan base. I know that much. Um, and what's crazy is, is the amount of books that exist. It's like 14 yeah. books. Um, and four, there's there's a prelude and there's yeah yeah so there's like fourteen books um, uh, you know one through twelve were written by um, uh, uh, were written by Robert Jordan but then uh, or one through eleven were written by uh, Robert Jordan and then twelve through fourteen were written by uh, Brandon Sanderson whose book series I'm currently reading. The Stormlight Archives, uh, which is super good, but it's just exciting to see fantasy becoming relevant again. I'm a, I'm a big fan of fantasy, uh, so a huge Harry Potter fan, yep. Lord of the Rings, uh, etc. So this is also very exciting, and uh, the idea that it's on Amazon, which is now also home of The Expanse, it's going to be home of the Lord of the Rings series, it's interesting how much Amazon is kind of taking on. Also, um, um, a, man, a man from High Castle, man in, the Man in the High Castle, Man in the High Castle, uh, is also Amazon. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah. those are massive productions. I think what's her name? Fantastic Mrs. Maisel. I'm not. I'm not the magnificent. No, I'm not sure. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Fantastic Mrs. Maisel is also Amazon. Magnificent. Uh, yeah, magnificent Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. So these guys are, are competing with with Netflix. I think now they're they're in that game in that area and they're good. Mm -hmm. Isn't Jack Ryan Amazon or? Oh yeah. Jack Ryan is also Amazon. Yeah, so so these guys. I mean, are, like they're going big time. They're like, they are producing yeah, yeah. so much content, and I mean, there, there's no way that the Wheel of Time is going to be a cheap production. No, I mean, no, I think they're going to spend a lot of money on it. They have a lot of material. If they have these 14 books, they can do whatever they want. They can go up to 14 seasons if, if they want to. I mean, uh, as long as they you know do it Reduce properly. Reduce the content, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's always what you fear when there's. Uh, uh, kind of uh, what's it called a, a book or a series that, that's loved by people uh -huh. property and, and you give it to, to be made into film or into series there's such a loyal fan base there's yeah. so much going on that you have to, to, to really be careful yeah they do have to be careful too because a uh, little fun trivia Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time is actually one of the fantasy series uh, fantasy book series that does magic rules really well okay. so there's like specific rules regarding magic and, and uh, I'm not, you know don't have to geek out on it because I haven't really read the books but uh, I've been told that um, uh, and I did a little bit of reading myself that the rules are very specific and they're very excellently explained okay. and, and all that stuff so uh, they can't mess with that if they mess with that I know a lot of people are going to be very so really quickly because uh, we don't want to give ourselves uh, yeah. less time in the in the in the end, uh, talking about the box office, Chris Evans, no. Yeah. Chris Evans, two days ago, released uh, a tweet, which essentially... He's hanging up the shield. Spoils so much, but I think we all knew this was coming. Um, it's sad. It's so sad. But, okay, okay. Yeah, but does it spoil? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't know if he's dying or if he's having his happily ever after. Yeah. You, we, it's, that's very true. 
But still, I mean, no Chris Evans in the MCU is just very sad. Well, he he is my favorite Avenger. Person. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Captain America fan. Yeah, Captain, and uh, it is sad. Uh, but I think as it's, an actor, it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris it's Evans time. has to explore other roles. He has a lot of potential. Yes, he does. And I think he should do like different kind of things. Yeah, I think he's also wanting to dabble in directing. Yeah, is, he, is he had a movie with the kid, the the. the very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. quite nice. Yeah, it was quite quite cute. I can't remember the name, but yeah. yeah. I think he has like a John Krasinski kind of parallel. Yeah, he does. Very strangely, he does. So let's see. What, let's see. I I do wish him the best of luck, and we I do want to salute you. Salute you, and I want to thank you for for making Captain America such a an amazing character. Yes, yeah. a big thanks yeah. from script to screen, all the way to Chris Evans. Thank you for being our captain. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, now I'm going to cry. No. Um, oh, Captain, my captain. Um, oh, I switched those around. Yeah. Chris yeah. Evans last. Oh, well. That's all right. So, uh, really quickly. Aquaman. Aquaman extended trailer. Does it live up to the hype? Okay, so here's the thing. I almost feel like eventually down the line, this is going to be another film we use in our second chance. Yeah. Because I'm going to try to want to convince you that this is going to be such a cool movie. Um, look, I, I was... I really enjoyed those five minutes. It looks fun. It looks dope. And I like the quirkiness of it. I like that it feels like they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're not taking themselves too seriously. It's a man who talks to fish for crying out loud. So you really can't. I mean, the Snyder formula would not have worked with Aquaman. Oh, absolutely. Whatsoever. Oh, you're right. So I agree. I I mean, Infinity War was heavily CGI. No, to an extent, I think there's a lot of using real props and. Yeah, but you don't know what's real and what's not in in, in, in Infinity in, War. In in no, I mean in like in Aquaman. I understand that yeah. underwater there's a yeah, lot of CGI. But there's a lot of things in the trailer, like the Sahara and the, the and the buildings. That it, it didn't look natural to me. We'll have to wait and see behind the scenes. Of course, it was too long. I didn't want to watch it, but I you know I kind of had to. I made you, didn't I? Yeah. Next yeah, time, I'm not. If it's Aquaman related, I just want to go in with no expectations. Because every time I'm watching something trailer related, yeah, yeah, I'm getting right. disappointed. You're right, you're right, you're right. And I I, I made that promise that I wasn't going to watch any trailers. Oh, you've broken that but promise I'm, so many times. I've broken that promise at least like three or four 600 times. 600 times. Um, so that's not good. I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Personally, I'm excited for it. Um, Let's wait and see. Again, hopefully, it, okay. hopefully, my excitement will die down up until December. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but it, it, going to be a very competitive month. It's going to be interesting. There's so much coming out of December. Yeah. So much. Uh, you've got Bumblebee, Mary Poppins, uh, uh, Aquaman, uh, Deadpool, the PG-13 version. Yeah, the Grinch. Uh, the Grinch. I don't know if there's like coming out so much. There's so much. There's so much. We're talking the Lebanese box office. Uh, counting down from uh, uh, the top five films in the box office. We're going to talk about them a little bit because I think it's a very interesting uh, uh, top five this week. It is. It's very interesting. So starting off with number five, we've got the film, the new modern thriller, Searching. Yeah. Um, which has done quite a good uh, uh, week. It's, this is the first week yes. with 3,239 entries. Yep. I mean, it makes sense for the market over here. Yeah. I would have liked it to do better, honestly. Yeah, me too. But uh, understandable. Yeah, yeah. And this is it's uh, distributed by the amazing people at Empire Movies. Exactly. Now, now the movie I'm a bit surprised didn't do so well was actually the number four, uh, Smallfoot, which usually animation does well. In the, yeah, in the, in, in the region, in the it region. does. It does. And it's only, but you know what? It, it's it's just released with with schools starting. Yeah, and it hasn't nobody's been, nobody's uh, you know it hasn't like, been marketed properly. No, it wasn't. That's also true. But I mean, it's like the first week of school. Um, Nobody, maybe, nobody's going to go to the movies. Maybe next week it'll do better. So it's oh, no, number four with 3,239. Nope. 
3,250. I'm reading the wrong line. Yeah, you were reading searching. Yeah, 3,250, exactly. Um, number three, yeah. three is the Comedy Night School with uh, 6,583. Uh, comedy does really well in the region, uh, specifically Kevin Hart. Kevin people. Hart, people really like him in the region. And uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haydish, which is Tiffany very Haddish, funny. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the next big comic, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Agreed. And number two, you have. Surprisingly, this movie is doing extremely well. Last week it was number one. We, we weren't yeah. here to talk about yeah, it. But yeah, it was yeah. number one. It's a Johnny English Strikes Again. Very oddly enough, people have been asking me on my Instagram to like, have you seen it? Have you reviewed it? And I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's done eighteen thousand nine hundred and seventy-four. And this is the second week, right? And it's a total week. of like it, within the first two weeks, fifty thousand one hundred and eighty-two entries. That is a massive number. Yeah. yeah. And in number one. And I'm so happy. And in number one. Yes. Um, Dean Levake's Capardome uh, is number one this week. Congratulations to everybody. Yes. I also yes. want to uh, news this morning, today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zane yes. won Best Actor at the Antalya Film Festival. Wow. Uh, so that is awesome. A big massive wow. congratulations. Wow. Bravo, to Zane. Zane. Really, really. A That's big massive amazing. congratulations. Um, so this is the second week. This week, Capardome did 28,846 entries. But its total run, 62,921 entries. Well done, Lebanon. Keep it up. Yeah. Uh, people should go see this film. If you haven't got, seen it yet, go see it. Um, support Lebanese cinema. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends who haven't watched it, and I know still a lot of people haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. go Go watch, watch it. it. Let's it's, keep it in number gem. one. Let's keep it in number yeah. one. Very, very excited. Very excited. Congratulations to everybody yeah, on that the team. Whole team. Congratulations to everybody on that team. So, here we go. Script to screen recommendations. You, you want to start? Do I want to start? I don't know. Do you want to start? I can start. Go ahead. All right, so, <laughs> since he is uh, leaving his shield. No! I, okay. I, I'm going to recommend, it's, it's, I think it's your favorite movie in the MCU. Uh, I'm, I'm going to recommend uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Yes, it is my favorite movie in the MCU. And uh, uh, I think it's Captain America maybe at his best. Yes. Because some people found him to be a bit dull in the first in one. In the first one, yeah, yeah. Which I don't agree with, but okay, fine. But this movie is so good, it's very political. It just is. the way you like it. It is. Uh, <laughs> you know me so well. Oh, yeah, I do. But it's it's so the action is just Oh my god, amazing. some of the best like, action sequences. The CGI in it is just, this Very is CGI minimal. done Very properly. The Russo's at their best. Yeah, that's and the story, the story is so intric intricate and for me, this is why I love Captain. Mm -hmm. It's the loyalty. It's the love. Yes, yes. It's him yes. and Bucky. Oh man. It's him putting everything on the line. For Bucky, oh, for his beliefs, and that's oh, where man. he doesn't become boring. That's where he goes rogue. That's where he goes out of line, out of control. Uh, I loved him uh, teaming up with uh, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. and the twists and the turns keep coming in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a spy film. It's intellectual. It's not a superhero. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thriller, political yeah. thriller. Yes, I just adore this movie. Robert Redford. Yeah, I mean. I mean the cast just superb, superb. The fall, the fall of Shield. Yes, that that's like pinnacle in the yeah because MCU. because not only is it the fall of Shield, but you 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 basically end up seeing that Shield has been you know like infiltrated, infiltrated by Hydra for, for years and so yeah such great great film. film great great film. You know what? I was going to recommend something, but since you brought that up, uh, I'll go ahead and recommend uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier score. Okay. Because it's also one of my favorite scores. It's got some of my favorite tracks. Um, again, it's heart pounding. It's very aggressive. Uh, Henry Jackman uh, composed uh, uh, the score. It's a very aggressive score. It's got probably one of my favorite tracks in the MCU, um, uh, which is "The Winter Soldier." Yeah. Um, it's it's so it's so insane. Like if you ever listen to that score while driving. You'll probably want to get into a high high speed chase. Like you'll feel like, okay, let's do this. You know, like you'll feel very very pumped and excited and all that. So that's what I'll do. I'll scrap my recommendation, original recommendation for next week, 
and I'll do Captain America: The Winter Soldier, the soundtrack. It's it's, it's for Chris Evans. Right? Yes. we have to. It's, yes, yes, indeed. I'm very curious indeed. to see what's going to happen next with the character of Captain America. Yeah, because, I, I have I have a few theories because um, because he could be taken over by Bucky or he could like in the comics or by Falcon. Yeah, I I have a feeling they're probably going to put in Falcon for reasons I. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I think. That, I mean, Bucky has been alluded as the White Wolf, but I. I don't yeah. know. I do feel that. Hey, look! I'm not going to complain if Sebastian Stan gets gets the shield. Yeah. Like I'm not going to say no to that mm -hmm. uh, because I love Bucky. Yep. So uh, Bucky's one of my favorite MCU characters uh, aside from Captain America, yep. which is why I love the Winter Soldier so much. Um, so yeah. It's exciting. It's an exciting world. We uh, we've got a lot of things to look forward to. Um, uh, the new seasons have started. Have you started catching up to uh, new episodes? I, I started watching the first three episodes of Iron Fist. Oh, okay. Better than at least the, the first season. Not okay, the best okay, okay. show. And I'm very excited about Daredevil, which yes, is very yes. soon. And uh, I, I like that that Kingpin is back. Yes, very uh, Kingpin slash Daredevil. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. He's assuming his uh, original persona. Yeah. Because uh, second season wasn't that great. I mean, it was good, but yeah. it wasn't as good as season one. And uh, the man in the high castle started yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? So I yeah. want to get my hands on that and watch it. Okay, awesome. So right. if you want to follow us on our social media, you can do so at Alamahana and had dot solo. You can also check out our brand new website. It's fully updated on scripttoscreenpod.com. Yes. You should also be subscribing, liking, and commenting on. Anami, Spotify, Apple Podcast, we're on YouTube, Chasers, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, anywhere your heart desires will be. You'll find. Will you'll be there. Will be there. No, okay. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure you join us next Friday for yeah. a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight, and Saturday for Script to Screen News Hour. You can also catch us on Mix FM. Uh, and uh, Hadi's doing little stints, song Script to Screen on Virgin Radio. You can also listen to him there. So, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We are out of here. Cue the credits. Let's do it. <laughs>